Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church located in Katy, Texas. If you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing that faith with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message. God bless your week. Dear Christian, rise and shine. Is it fun to hear those words? I think it depends on what's coming up that day. For example, rise and shine. Christmas break is over and you get to go back to work or school. Probably not met with too much exuberance. Even worse might be, rise and shine. Today you go to court and the judge will determine your sentence. Hmm, tough to get out of bed for that one too. Compare that though with rise and shine. It's time to get in the car and go to the airport to start vacation. That'd be a good one. And there's many other good ones as well. Times when you aren't even needing to be told to rise and shine because you just do. And it's not hard. God tells us through his word today, Maybe I should say something stronger than tells. God commands us through his word today. Rise, shine. It's not a suggestion. And it's not because of something murky or full of question marks. Rise, shine, for your light has come. That's the word of the Lord for us today from Isaiah chapter 60. And the sermon verses for today will give us all kinds of reasons why we as Christians can stand up, rise, and shine. Stand tall with joy pulsing through our hearts. Perhaps before we talk about rise and shine, for your light has come, though, it might be helpful to determine why that is such a shock and a gift. Look at these first two verses, and then I'll explain them, and I think you'll understand what I mean. First two verses of Isaiah chapter 60 tell us, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. It's haunting isn't it? To hear that. Darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over the peoples. There's, there's no exceptions. The kind of thick darkness that blocks out the light of God. Any hope, any speck. This is the situation we find ourselves in. And, and same with everyone else on planet earth. So you see, human beings are on a quest for God all their life. The big problem is they're living in thick darkness and they don't know that. Instead, they imagine and look around and see so many others in the same path that they think it's right. They imagine that they're on a quest for money and power and convenient earthly existence. But the reason why that just stays darkness 
thick darkness, frustration, sadness, disappointment, is because you and I both know that when your heart is focused on money, you never have enough. When your heart is focused on control and power, you're never going to arrange it in a way that satisfies long term. If your heart is focused on convenient life on earth, it's just one really rough day, one really rough minute, and all of that comes crashing down like a house of cards. So where we find ourselves is in this terrible predicament that even though we are searching for love, we see people trampling each other with me-first vigor. We're searching for short periods of grief at the most, followed by long-term happiness. But instead, what we keep finding in life is short-term happiness, kind of, followed by long-term grief. Instead of the solid ground of peace and clarity, as though it's a dark house, but so what? I've got a nightlight. We find the slippery slope that just gets more slippery of anxiety, question marks, and fear. Darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness covers the peoples. There's no exceptions. That's where we were. That's how it was. Isaiah chapter 60 is our sermon verses for today. And what we've covered so far, I don't think anybody really feels like, feels like rising and shining, do you? Not really. Let me tell you something about the chapter before Isaiah 60. Isaiah 59 gives details of this darkness covering the peoples and the thick darkness over the earth even more. This was Isaiah 59. Justice was far from us. Righteousness does not reach us. We wish it would, but it doesn't. We look for light, but all is darkness. Like the, bro the blind, we grope along the wall, feeling our way like men without eyes. At midday, we stumble as if it were twilight. So even though it's noon, we stumble around in the dark. Our offenses are many in your sight, rebellion and treachery against the Lord. Truth is nowhere to be found. Whoever shuns evil becomes a prey. Darkness, thick darkness, everywhere gloom. Wow, Pastor, 2024 is going to be great, isn't it? So glad I came to church today. That's probably what you're thinking at this point. And the Bible pulls no punches about how rough Life is without God. And when people are trapped in this darkness and they think a solution is to ignore God or somehow they, they blame Him even and, and think that God's the big problem, not the solution, this is where they, they stay. But the Bible also pulls no punches about how the light of Christ has come. You want to know what else is in Isaiah 59? in addition to all of that disappointing detail about the darkness and sin of the world of which you and I are a part, right after that, in Isaiah 59, God tells us this, the Lord looked and saw that there was no one. He was appalled that there was no one to intervene. So, His own arm worked 
salvation for him, and his own righteousness sustained him. The Redeemer will come to those who repent of their sins. My spirit is on you. My words will not depart from your mouth or the mouths of your children or your descendants from this time on and forever. So right after the Bible paints the most bleak picture possible, it also paints the most promising light and victory possible. Because God saw the thick darkness over the peoples. God heard Satan masquerading as an angel of light, acting as though he had the answers, acting as though he was helpful. Hey, come here, try this substance, it'll help. Hey, come here, hold that grudge, you'll be satisfied in the end. He saw all of that and said, I'm going to bring salvation all by myself. His own arm sent Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, who accomplished forgiving sinners who have sinned throughout a lifetime all by himself. You are saved by Christ alone. You don't have to do one more little thing. Not one I needs to be dotted. Not one T needs to be crossed to the document that would say you're saved for eternity because Christ did it by himself. He sustained himself with his own passion, with his own energy, with his own love for souls, with his own light and truth. By Christ's finished work, we can be sure I have peace with God today. It's solid ground. It's clear. It's, yeah, today there's going to be some short-term loss and disappointment, but we have long-term happiness waiting. What we've always craved. We can know for sure today when my earthly life comes to an end, hmm, that's the best thing from one perspective because then my heavenly existence only begins. And I have millions and millions of years of glory and joy and praise and thanks and light and truth, grace, gazing at God, praising Him with all the saints and angels around me. That is what we have to look forward to at all times. And so, that's why, Christian, God commands you, rise, shine. Your light has come. Darkness covered the earth, thick darkness over the peoples. Yes, very clear that's true. But the Lord rises upon you. His glory appears over you today. Now, it's attractive as well. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar. Your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land, young camels of Midian and Ephah, and all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. The Christian life is attractive. Yes, persecution comes. Yes, some will never find it attractive because of their own sinful darkness. But 
Don't underestimate the power of God's word. Don't underestimate the influence that a simple, normal, repentant Christian can have on the people in their life. Hey, why do you have joy when everyone else I know is deflated? Why are you able to function through this difficult, tough time when everyone else I know is falling apart left and right? Why are you able to forgive even him, even her for that when everyone else would hold a grudge and run the other direction and stay angry for eternity, it seems? Why are you able to love someone who's being a stinker when everyone else would never think of doing that? Why are you able to say, I have short-term disappointment but long-term happiness to come when everyone else only sees the flip of that? It's because Christ's light is unique. Christ's light is the only one where we can say for sure my sins are forgiven not just for now, but forever. Christ's light is the only one where we aren't wishing for some better heaven on earth, which is never going to happen, but instead we're setting our hearts on heaven and heaven, which, because of Christ's finished work, is guaranteed to happen. He wrote it in his blood. You can't get any more strong than that, can you? That's attractive to people. It was attractive long ago, too. Don't miss that Isaiah was written in 700 B.C. forecasting that hundreds of years later when Jesus came to earth, kings would spare no expense. Nothing would be too hard for them. Not even traveling over a thousand miles with camels for days, weeks, even months just to have the chance to go to church and worship Jesus like we are now. They brought him nothing but their best. They brought him their gold, their frankincense, their myrrh, and it was forecasted by Isaiah in 700 B.C. You can see that very clearly, can't you? In verses 3, 4, 5, and 6. When you spotlight Jesus... You can't help but rise and shine with a heart full of joy that doesn't even need to be told rise and shine because you already just are. When you spotlight yourself, it's going to be one of those rise and shine situations where it's tougher to get out of bed and you really just don't want to. So Christian, rise, shine. Thick darkness is still everywhere, but you have the light of Christ. There's a true story about a woman that I don't know, but I've read about, where she had a really rough childhood. And the worst times for her as a little girl were first thing in the morning and last thing in the evening. And so she was emotionally trained to avoid at all costs a sunrise and a sunset. They were like the worst times of day. They brought nothing but fear. And she just avoided them at all costs. The time in between, not so bad. Or after sunset, not so bad. But for whatever reason, right away in the morning and then right at bedtime, it was, it was terrible for her. Well, she got past her rough childhood 
and healed and recovered, but she still had this thing for sunrises and sunsets. And for 30 years, she still avoided them and, and didn't even really realize she was doing it. Until one time, she went on a vacation with a friend. And the friend encouraged her, hey, come out and see the sunrise. And for whatever reason that day, for the woman, things clicked. And she saw the sunrise, and the array of colors was gorgeous, breathtaking, incredible. And the woman was sure that it never looked like that at her house. It was only like that here on this vacation spot. Her friend said, no, it's, the sunrise is, is actually that gorgeous everywhere in the world. It always is. The woman hasn't missed a, a sunrise since, or a sunset. Everything changed when, I guess you could say, she saw the light. We have something even better than a gorgeous sunrise, S-U-N. We have the sunrise, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, God's Son, giving his light to our hearts. We don't serve a God who is a do-nothing God. He has caused his light to rise in your heart. He can use you to cause his light to rise in the hearts of others. People today who maybe think the only option going forward is nothing but darkness, they can find out something far better. So dear Christian, rise, shine. Your light has come. Reflect what God has given to you so that his light can go to you and through you to others who today are trapped in darkness. Amen. We know your time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you be so kind as to click to follow our show and give us a five-star rating? That's a quick and easy way to help us get the message of truth out to more people. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.